This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, the government, the year ahead and the year behind us and all of that. But let's talk this morning about the opposition because, boy, there's a lot of hurdles for Kevin Falcon in 2023. Yeah, I mean, as I said yesterday, uh, David Eby uh, can't be faulted for lacking ambition. He's laid out a very ambitious agenda for the year ahead, but it's going to be tough for the B.C. Liberal opposition in the year ahead. Falcon, he cleared a few hurdles last year, won a couple of by-elections, got himself elected leader. I thought they did a pretty good job holding the government to account during the fall session. But 2023, there's no slam dunk this year for the B.C. Liberals. No, it is not. So let's talk about, in particular, some of these um, hurdles that Kevin Falcon's looking at. This name change thing, too, it's yeah. not over and done with because there are some pitfalls with this. No, I mean, they decided to change their name. I don't think they explained very well why they needed to do it. I, uh, the liberal name had done, served them pretty well through most elections. They did badly in one uh, general election in 2020 under that name, but... As a unique election, it was called in the middle of a pandemic. So I, I'm I'm not sure he made a good case for doing it, but the party went for it. They've sort of changed their name. They have a they have to call a party convention this month. I think it'll be virtual online because they need to change the party constitution. So they still haven't done that. That'll be this month. And Falcon said in a year-end interview that. They're not in any rush to actually change the name. This is interesting. Uh, you'd think if it was a good idea, you'd get it done and, and get it over with. But no, he says there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of mechanics and a lot of stuff that has to be dealt with. And he doesn't think they'll get it done this spring. Well, what's that really all about? That's the liberals realizing that, in spite of what David Eby says, the New Democrats may call an early election. And Simi, the Liberals don't want to be in the midst of changing their name. It's a rebranding exercise. It means advertising. It means paperwork and all that. They don't want to be in the middle of that and have David Eby call a snap election, which he can do within four weeks. Right. And also, I mean, if you don't change the name quickly and you go into the election as B.C. Liberals, what if you do well? Well, then yeah, why, if you win the election the, under the B.C. Liberal name, what, why change the name, then? I think you might say, hmm, you know, never mind. Right, political parties tend to stick with what won them elections. I mean, that's why the Liberals, I think, after after losing in 2020, which you know, as I said, I don't think they had any kind of realistic shot of winning there. That's when they started to go, well, hey, we, we've we've we did well in a whole bunch of elections under the BC Liberal name, but they kind of let loose the forces within the party that have right. never much liked running under that name and maybe taking advantage of the fact that here in British Columbia, anyway, there's a backlash against the federal liberals and Justin Trudeau. So 
concluded this was maybe a good time to do it. So I'm sure the BC Liberals are at least happy that they won't be running against the more popular Premier John Horgan at this point, because he was very personally popular with the public. Yes. The opinion polls consistently showed that even where British Columbians were very unhappy with the NDP record on, say, housing or public safety, access to family doctors, they still planned to vote for John Horgan if there was an election tomorrow. Um, EB has maintained some of that, but it it isn't as solid. I think EB himself still has to establish to to him. something. Yeah. However, you know, the other thing those opinion polls have shown consistently is even where people are very unhappy with the government, and they certainly are on some major issues, they don't necessarily see the Liberals as having the solution to that. This this is a big problem for the Liberals. They they have to plant themselves in the public mind, not just that the government's done a lousy job on some issues, but we have the answers. We have the answers to housing affordability. We have the answers to uh, access to health care. We have the answers to public safety. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll say they have some ideas on that, but I think the polls show they've not broken through. They've not persuaded British Columbians that the New Democrats are doing a bad job. Yes, they think that on some issues, and the Liberals are the answer. The public doesn't think that yet. Not in the numbers necessary to win back all those urban seats that the B.C. Liberals lost in 2017 and the ones they lost in addition in 2020. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. And what about fundraising? Well, that's another big one. Uh, one of the meanest things the New Democrats did to the Liberals was they ended the the era of big money financing of political parties. Now, big money financing ended for trade unions as well, but the New Democrats adapted very, very quickly to the era of individual donations. The New Democrats are out raising, out fundraising the Liberals two or three to one. Uh, the liberals are still having a terrible time getting people to give money to them, which again, Simi, if people thought they were the answer, if people were really unhappy with the government, the liberals would have pulled ahead raising money. They haven't yet. Falcon admits it. He says that he's really got to turn his mind to that this year and start matching the NDP in fundraising. He hasn't done it yet, so... That's not going to be easy. You know, in the old days, the liberals would just sort of, yeah, hold a sort of a fundraiser, uh, you know, charge a thousand bucks for the tickets. And uh, wow, there'd be the money, right? Big corporations would give them staggering amounts of money. They can't do that anymore. But they've they've had years to adjust. That's what I I don't understand. they've, They've known this is coming since the day in 2017 that they realized that the NDP Green Partnership was going to form a government. They were in denial then about what it meant. They thought they could cruise back into office easily because the 2017 election was so close. Only now are they picking themselves up off the floor after 
a crushing defeat in 2020 and realizing BC politics has changed fundamentally. I, as I said, I think, you know, the, the polls to me that show the public is unhappy with things the government's doing. Heaven's sake, David Eby is telling us that we have a crisis in health care and housing affordability and public safety. So there's no question that there are problems. But the Liberals have a long way to go still to persuade people that they're not the Liberal Party of service cuts, tax breaks for the wealthy, turning a blind eye to money laundering, doing very little about housing affordability. Um, that's the party that lost the election, that the party that lost its majority in 2017 and lost the election in 2020. And they have not made the transition to the new era in BC politics. And speaking of that new era, then what about diversity among their candidates? Uh, good point. Now, I will say this. You ha- the, the Liberals did a, Falcon did a great job recruiting the first candidate that he needed to recruit for the by-election in Surrey. He recruited a, uh, an RCMP sergeant uh, spokesperson uh, who is also a member of the LBGTQ community. And that's not the kind of person one associates with the BC Liberal Party of the past. So I give them credit for doing that, but he's got to come up with a slate of candidates quickly because he thinks he has to be ready for a spring election. So he's got to come up with a slate of candidates that reflect the diversity of British Columbia. Whatever else one might say about the NDP government, you take a look at the cabinet that David Eby named in December that's the new face of British Columbia. If you can't match that, you are going to have a lot of trouble as a political party breaking through in urban, diverse British Columbia. The new Democrats have broken through in the Fraser Valley, which was traditionally considered a gimme for the liberals. Well, the, new, the, the liberals need to match that recruitment effort in the diverse communities of British Columbia, and they haven't done it yet. So that's something else I need to work on. And if there is an election this year, do you think do you think Kevin Falcon, the BC Liberals, have to worry about, say, the Conservatives? I think they do. Uh, you know, the Conservatives have been a nagging problem for uh, the BC Liberals and the Socreds before that in BC politics for a long time. The Conservatives haven't actually won a seat, won a seat in the BC legislature since what 1978. So it's a long time, uh, but they can take enough votes in close races to cost uh, the other party that is not the NDP a seat in close races. So. A lot of BC seats are decided by a margin of four or five percent of the vote. Well, the Conservatives took more than that percentage of the vote in the two by-elections last year. So they can reach out to the angry populist, right of center, social conservative, people who don't like carbon taxes, uh, all the all the groups out there that are that are angry on the right, and uh, the, liber- the the conservatives can reach out to them. The dilemma for Kevin Falcon, Simi, is if he if he tries to compete with a right of center populist conservative party, social conservative party, for that vote out there, he risks alienating the urban voters who vote for Trudeau federally, but who might vote for the BC Liberals provincially, as they've done in the past. So it's a tough balancing act. 
And you're trying to do it while the New Democrats are, of course, painting you as a right-wing party that is going to take us back to the kind of uh, B.C. liberal governments we had in the past. So uh, it's a tough, tough uh, arena and a tough balancing act that E.B. faces. And as I said, I don't think he's made nearly enough progress. Uh, sorry, E.B. Falcon has made nearly enough progress in establishing his party as the obvious alternative, overwhelmingly, persuasively, to the NDP government. But everything that you also just described there, Vaughn, also gives us a good indication about why we cannot necessarily dismiss the idea of an election this year. Absolutely not. Look, David Eby's getting ready to spend a $6 billion surplus, which yeah. uh, showed up at the end of last year. Uh, that is going to be welcome in many quarters in British Columbia, and he has to spend it before the end of the fiscal year. It goes to pay down the debt. Uh, next, The next economy, the next year, uh, all the forecasts say British Columbia may well be headed for a recession. Certainly, it's not going to have another windfall. So the situation we're in right now might well be as good as it gets. Yeah. And I think the advice to the premier as the spring goes on is to look at the polls and go, hey, you need a new mandate. Um, John Horgan got away with it in 2020, calling an early election. Uh, you should think about it as well. I think the logic may well be there yeah. for EB to call an early election and catch the liberals unprepared, which they clearly are. All right. Thank you so much for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Cindy.